Welcome to the third episode of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. With me, as always, is Jalen Roberts and Chris Montabano. What's going on? We have a jam-packed show for you guys this week. We'll be talking about Nier Automata, Overwatch Season 4, Persona 5, Destiny 2, Puyo Puyo Tetris, this season's new anime, and Guilty Gear Exit Revelator 2. All right, so starting off with Nier Automata, uh, Jalen and I just picked up this game after me receiving several recommendations about playing this game. From me. Well, you and podcasts and Twitter and just I've seen so much crossover art before the DLC with Gravity Rush 2. I was just seeing crossover art with Gravity Rush 2 and Nier Automata because they came out within the same month, I want to say. So... Yeah, so far I've played the opening hour and a half, which includes the demo that was that's still available on the PSN, and the first two side quests. Um, once you get into the open world, I checked out the opening hub and checked out a couple of the side quests there, and I haven't been able to play since. But I have been the first play, gone through the first playthrough. I'm about. A th- third of the way through the second playthrough I have to do. And so at this point I'm playing as 9S. So in the towards no spoilers on any of the playthroughs as much as you can but how many of the endings you have? I know this game has two. two. You have two of the 26. I have A which is just beat the game and I have T which you could do immediately. Okay I haven't been able to find my CPU chip uh, for people who... That's T. Yeah, that's T. But I haven't been able... I've actually looked at my chip Save. Just save your game, because you... Instant death. Uh, go into skills, plug-in chips, and it's the one at the very top. Okay. Just remove that. Done. So this game has 26 endings, one for each letter of the alphabet. Um, there are apparently five, like, actual endings... That you get one for beating the first playthrough, one for beating the second playthrough, and then the last three you get over the course of the third playthrough. Not all endings are credits new game. Um, the A ending, I assume, is credits roll. That's and then, credits. The T ending, it's credits, but the credits are sped up insanely fast. Okay, so credits do roll off. Credits do roll just disgustingly fast if it's a minor ending. Okay, so I didn't know. I haven't gotten any endings yet. I'm only about an hour and a half in. Um, but this... Nier Automata is just one of the great Japanese games we've gotten this year. This year we've gotten... And this is most of these are exclusive to PS4. We have Nier Automata, we have Persona 5, we have Kingdom Hearts 2.8, we have Neo, we have what else is Japanese that's come out this year? Well, Puyo Puyo Tetris is Japanese that came out this year. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, while that's not PlayStation, that's I've been playing it on Wii U. And then Capcom made Resident Evil 7, which was good oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, Resident Evil Marvel's 7. Marvel vs. Capcom looks good. That's going to be amazing. So 2017 has been a really great year for Japanese games. Um, one of the Japanese games I think um, we've sunken the most time into this year has been Persona 5. Not, not anymore for me. It's Nier Automata at this point. Nier Automata's beat your hour count in Persona? Yep, by like seven hours at this point. I think I'm about 20 hours into Persona's Second Palace, like, 
anybody who's played Persona games know the first 20, 25 hours is still very handholdy. I feel like I have some of the range to move about through the world, but there is still I still feel the limitations of this being of being so early in the game. Um, I'm in the second palace, which are the dungeons, which are handcrafted this time around. And Jalen, I know you played Persona Three heavily. How does the handcrafted dungeons in Persona Five compare to the procedurally generated dungeons that they had in Persona Three and Four? Well, with Persona Three, it worked in its favor because it was like you were climbing Tartarus, and they, it was part mm-hmm. of the plot. It changes its appearance every time you enter it. And Persona Four it was kind of just you were kind of just trying to run through it, so it didn't really matter unless you were trying to plan. It only hurt you if you... The more planning you did, the more I felt the randomness hurt you, because it is like, you might not get this chest that might have given you the one health item to beat the boss this day. And then with Persona 5, you can act, I can actually plan everything in advance. It's like, I'll get like halfway through on my first day. Then I'll spend the next two days getting items, building relationships, getting my stats up, then come back in on, like, the fourth day. Yeah, I really like... get the last bit. I really like the confidant system versus the social link system. I feel like the benefits are more upfront, and you really understand, like, because the confidants... I know in previous games you had confidants that weren't in your party, but to me, in Persona 4, they felt less significant than your actual party members. But apparently, if you raise your confidant level with your teacher, um, you Morgana won't tell you to go to sleep as often, and you'll be able to do more activities at night. So leveling up the confidants outside of your party members seems to have way more benefits in this game than they did. Yeah, with the doctor, you get access to more healing items. Like, you can start getting, like, some of the really good SP items. Yeah, because SP... SP management is... This is definitely a magic breaks the game type of persona. Yeah. Just figuring out their weaknesses, firing off spells makes it really, really good. Yeah, so you can exploit their weakness and so... And rob fight, them for items. Right. Um, fighting just random enemies throughout the dungeons. Like, you can't do this with boss fights, obviously. But um, what you do is if you exploit the weakness of every enemy in the battle... Um, you will knock down the opponents. And once all of your opponents are knocked down, you literally hold them up at gunpoint. You can either recruit them as a persona, you can use them... You can get money, or you can get an item. Right. Or you can do an all-out attack, which is basically an insta-kill, unless you're fighting something that's super high level. Like, boss battles, you have to do multiple all-out attacks to beat them. But Mm -hmm. any run-of-the-mill enemy, an all-out attack is an insta-kill. Okay, but every magic spell you use to exploit weaknesses costs SP, so that's why leveling up, like the doctor, is completely unrelated to the Phantom Thieves, as far as I know. She's just she just knows you. You met her in uh, your when you in the little area you live right next to the uh, cafe you live at. There's a doctor you hear about. You just stop by there to see because you hear she had some magic medicine that's supposed to make you stronger. And you go in there looking for that. And so she sells you, she'll sell you these items if you run experiments for her. Okay. So you have to get your guts up really high, which is, for me, hard to do. Yeah, guts is one of, guts and knowledge seem to be those two stats that no matter what I do, kindness was skyrocketing really fast, but guts and knowledge are really hard to increase. 
and apparently the confidants that require those are better left for better left for your new game plus because once you you can grind out your kindness and your guts in your first playthrough and then your second playthrough you'll have those maxed out and you can just go for those confidants immediately and spend the amount of time you need to spend with them to get the real benefits from them. Yeah. So Persona 5 had, was controlling our lives for several weeks, but then the one thing that pulled me away is Overwatch Season 4. Yeah, we did kind of like jump into that train just like... Well, we had to wait for spring break to be over because when we yeah. played during spring break, it was horrible. Yeah. All these children were on thinking they could play competitive. And Bastion was just the person to be. Well, it's it was the person to be because it was a bunch of people who don't play Overwatch. They don't get to play competitive a lot. And they know that from their game, their low elo range, that you know you play Bastion, Bastion destroys people. I played against the Bastion last night, and I'm only in gold, and we ran him over. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, that Bastion set up once, we got rid of him, and then you just ran him over. So. Yeah, we were destroying teams. Um, because of the slaughter that was spring break and all of our season ranks being so low, I've been climbing back individually because there was a period that I couldn't even match with some of our teammates. Yeah. So what I did is I would solo queue, but because my rank was so low, I, I'll i give myself, I'm about between 1,700 and 2,000 range in pure skill by myself. Right. I'll put myself in that range because climbing to that range, I did that almost 100% solo. So, but my rank was 1,300, so I was playing against people who were 1300 in legitimate skill and completely steamrolling them right maybe that's what i need to do because i just got booted down to 1300 off of that last update that happened which i don't know how that happens i don't know how you just like win the game don't get any points and then you just put you in a game so you can lose 100 i was like man what happened with that game so we were running competitive games as groups and uh, we started this game, and about halfway through the competitive match, something happened, which we later realized was the daily reset. It was 7 p.m., and the uprising event had just ended, and which we ended up finding out that they extended right after. So it ended and then came back for a few hours just so people could polish off any cosmetic items they wanted to get from the event and then it went back to regular overwatch but for the period of time between the initial run of uprising and that however probably hour-long span that it wasn't up during the game the reset happened it disbanded our group we were all playing as solo queue and so but we ended up winning the competitive match but we didn't get any competitive rank for it. We didn't group up. And then Chris was put into a competitive game by himself and just had to leave? I mean, we were on our way to main event, so we were trying to leave. And I wasn't going to spend another 30 minutes on a match. Right, especially if we couldn't group up with you right. and play no, as well. Like... Yeah, I took that L, and it, it haunts me to this day. can't sleep at night sometimes. Look, you can grind. You can grind out of it. You, you can, can definitely, definitely grind, grind out. Of it. I can do it. I can do it too. Yeah, I play well, a healer. Just learn, learn how to deal with Farah. <laughs> That's all you had to do. Learn to deal with Farah. 
So you have to deal. I can deal with fair. Deal with fair. Never been a problem. Deal with fair. Deal with mercy. There's always a fair mercy. Yeah. Every game. Every game. Farah. Well, mercy's never not been meta, but Farah and mercy combo right now seems to be at least in the ranks. It's not even the combo. It's just the fact that mercy can res. Yeah. yeah, they're always going to have a Mercy, but then Farah seems to be in the meta, so Farah-Mercy combos are never fun to deal with. True. All right, so... Well, they're not that bad to deal with now, since I've been playing almost exclusively Soldier the past two days. Right, his I game like 200 rank, 200 points but just as, playing Soldier. I mean, when I'm playing Diva, Farah and Mercy is definitely just not a problem. I'm in Mercy's face like 90% of my game. Yeah, see, that's see, that's not the problem I have with Mercy. I can kill a Mercy. The problem is, by the time we finish killing everyone else, the Mercy's Mercy's she's back. back with the res. Yeah. And then we have to call out her using her res, and it's just a little more frustrating. All right, so another game. So Overwatch initially took us away from Destiny. Overwatch was the game to dethrone Destiny as it actually Rocket League was the game to dethrone Destiny as the hangout spot. We stopped playing Destiny <laughs> to play Rocket League and then we stopped playing Sorry. Rocket League to play Overwatch. That game is still addicting. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I hopped in and played League. a couple games of Rocket League the other night, so yeah. I can't even... I mean, it's Rocket League. Yeah, we just hired a new guy and he was like, my game's Rocket League. I was like... No, I didn't need that in my life again. Right. We could de- I'm definitely down whenever you want to play some Rocket League. Just invite me to a game and we can run some rounds of Rocket League. Um, but the king is coming back around. Jalen and I have each sunk over 300 hours into Destiny. You were proud of your 100-hour investment into Stardew Valley. Jalen and I's over 300-hour investment into... I have more hours in this game than you. Yeah. And now. you've had it... I had Destiny day one, minute one. I was in the alpha, I was in the beta. I day one, minute one. The once the servers went live, I was playing Destiny from day one. But you have more of an MMO tendency. This was my first MMO, and I feel like I did well for. No, you did well. You did well yeah. for my first run in, my first addiction to an MMO. But Destiny two. We have a gameplay reveal coming in a couple of weeks. Or a week. A week. Yeah. We have a beta coming in about a month, around E3. And then we have the game coming out later this year. I have the... Don't we all have the $100 version pre-ordered? Did I get the $100 one? Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, the $100 <laughs> version comes with the game, just... season pass, steelbook... I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna put drop five bucks right now." Right. I, I'm just an, I'm just addicted to MMOs. So it's like I always have two that I'm playing at all times. World of Warcraft is one, and the second one alternates. It's Destiny. Final Fantasy fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen was in that spot for a while. Yeah, you did get. Terra was in that spot for a while. Star Wars: The Old Republic was in that spot for a while. There's a lot of games that was in that spot. Destiny but, held that spot for a good while. 300 hours of that 300 one. hours. <laughs> like, for 300 yeah. hours, Destiny had held that spot. Let's see how Destiny 2... Yeah, Destiny 2 seemed... The, I mean, that initial trailer, I, I was like, all right, I'll drop my $5, get my Cade 6 figure. I bought a Destiny shirt. <laughs> well, let's put it, it this way. It ready. looks like it blatantly has a plot. Yeah. None of that grimoire mm. nonsense. Yeah. And I read that. Gone. And I read that. 
You read all the Grimoire? I read most of the Grimoire. I, yeah, I dug pretty deep into Grimoire for a while. I mean, it didn't really help me much. Like, still, the game, it felt like all of these things were happening in the background now. Once you've read the Grimoire and you know, but I still feel like the moment-to-moment gameplay... It's a bungee shooter. That you can literally that can have no I played Destin vanilla destiny. That had no story. <laughs> it was just It was just you get to shoot aliens with great mechanics and <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why unlike in World of Warcraft, unlike in every MMO I played, most of that three hundred hours of destiny was in the crucible playing P- PvP. And then we got a, a PvP-centric game in Overwatch, and that's yeah. why that dethroned that. But that seems to be our big game heading up post-summer. Hey. All right, so coming back from our break, uh, today we did our first ever live stream as a group like i've done overwatch live streams destiny live streams uh shovel knight live streams i can't unfortunately do any persona 5 live streams but if i could i would i think atlas is getting better at it they're they're they've been apologizing and they've been reduced they just haven't gotten rid of it like sane people but they're like they i want to say they've extended how far you could play by like a month or two so instead of you can stream up to September. It's like you can stream up to like October at this point or something. I think we can stream up till November. It was mid-September before. Now we can stream up till November. All I want from Atlas is to let me use the share button that's built into my PS4 controller to take dope-ass screenshots of their beautiful-ass game like I've done with every other beautiful-ass game this generation. Horizon has a photo mode transferring from Horizon and Zelda, which has a photo mode on Wii U, Transferring from games where I can take screenshots that easily in-engine and make them look the way they're supposed to look. Like, translating over to Persona 5, like, every Persona game I play, or any game with a calendar system I play, I typically take a picture of my birthday. Yeah. Persona 5, my birthday was towards the beginning of the game, but I couldn't get my phone ready enough to take a picture of the screen when there's a built-in share button that I use to get my perfect play of the game screenshots all the time from Overwatch. I mean, you gotta respect their decision not to, it, like, try to ruin any story for anybody else. It's because of spoilers and the Yeah, whatnot, I mean, you respect what they want. That's the thing. Still, they want people to, they like, could block experience sections. them for Plus, think about it. You could you can. block... You can make it so you can't record certain cutscenes. Or, heck, you can make it so you can't record but take pictures. I just need a picture okay. of, like, Joker's um, all-out attack clear picture. I just need that right, as my PlayStation 4 home screen. Like, that's what I need. That's mm-hmm. the problem with Persona 5 is going into Persona 5. Like, I was using, like, very bootleg, like, bring up Google image searches and then screenshot those and use those as my wallpaper on my PS4. I had to do stuff like that because you still can't transfer picture files over to a PS4. But you can extract screenshots out. But I was expecting, hey, Persona 5 is going to have some great just still images that would look great as my wallpaper. Every single all-out attack kill in that game has a personalized one for the character. And it's amazing. For every single character. But you can't screenshot them even in the first hour of the game. And I think that's where the problem comes in. Like, if this was any other game, 
we wouldn't have a problem. But this is the most stylized game I've seen in like right. probably a decade or something. Like I haven't seen something that's like designed that is meant to be like because a lot of games, especially the AAA, they like to lean towards the hyper realistic. It shows off the tech better. Yeah. And that's one of the that's one of the few bits of praise that I keep with Nintendo all the time is the fact that they go art style instead of hyper realistic. You know, Wind Waker was shell shaded. Uh, Bre- um, Twilight Princess was that weird, dark whatever you call it. Well, that was age. that was trying to go more realistic because Breath of the Wild they took a step back from the realism yeah. of like Twilight Princess. Even but Skyward Sword was watercolor. That entire game was watercolor. Yeah. Right. And it's just like. And that'll hold up better that, that, than Twilight. Yeah, that's it holds up. I mean, it fits Nintendo's image. Well, yeah, that's my thing. And it's just like... And especially when Persona 5 came out. It came out in April. Like, we just had Nier Automata. Which has a style to it, but it still leans towards the anime version of Realistic. We had Horizon Zero Dawn, which leans towards the near hyper-realistic. It's yeah. the... We had Mass Effect, which tried to look realistic until their facials animations messed up. <laughs> we had gra- I have better screenshots from Gravity Rush 2 than I have from Persona 5. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah, it's just one of those, like... And it's also not every day where we get a game that's just designed to be this stylish. Mm-hmm. Right, our last Persona game, like, our last Persona proper was PlayStation 2. That was, what, 2009? It's been eight years since our last proper Persona game, and even our game before this was Catherine, and PS3 and Xbox 360 didn't have built-in screenshot um, things. So we have these games from this team that we've never had a way to capture, like, the just pure, like, art that they put into their game. Yeah. And now we finally have a system with built-in functions for that, and they're not letting us access them. I've yet to play a game like Naruto... Naruto to block spoilers or cutscenes or anything that they didn't want you. They block specific sections. All of Persona 5 is blocked yeah. for everything. I can't stream it from the native PS4 app. I can't take screenshots. I can't record video. I can't do anything. And another thing is like, it's been the last Persona game came out in 2008. That's when Persona 4 proper came out. Okay. And. That was always the big thing about Persona is that while this is a anime style JRPG, it's always been stylized in some way. And look, we just don't get games that look like that anymore. Like, it's hardware. It's you show your technical prowess. It's how close to the uncanny valley can you step with this game and make it run instead of just making something that's supposed to blow your mind with just like style. Right, because Persona 4, Persona 5, is technically a PS3 game. It runs on PS3. The engine's built for PS3. It just got ported to PS4 because they knew they could sell more copies on PS4, and they had the development time to port it to PS4 as well. But games such as Horizon, if you come out within two months of a game like Horizon, you are... They hedged all their bets on their art style, and they're not letting people enjoy it. And that's the problem that I have, that I'm having with Atlas right now, is people who buy the game. I feel like they're underestimating the fact that the internet is a thing. They are putting streaming restrictions on consumers. 
I paid $75 for the collector's edition of that game. Yeah. I should be able to literally, like, I have, I imported the soundtrack to my iTunes. I looked through the art book. If I wanted to, I could take pictures of the art book and upload them. I could do all these things, but, like, the game that people, I pre-ordered the minute they announced the Take Your Heart Collector's Edition. I pre-ordered it. Didn't we pre-order that in, like, 2000, like, 2015? Yeah. We've had that game ready to go for a long time. And they rely on their art style. Like, it's a PS3 game technically, but the only difference between the PS3 and the PS4 version aren't graphical things. They're frame rate things, loading things, Mm -hmm. like anti-aliasing, like top-level shit. But when it's down into the nitty-gritty of, like, the game itself, like, their art style, it comes across this game is astounding to look at sometimes. Like, some of the effects that just happen in the palaces, like, that run on PS3 and PS4. Like, Zelda right now is one of the, like, most highly regarded games, even on the Wii U. It's running at 720p, which is no game since, like, the original Titanfall has run anything under 900p on consoles and gotten a good score. And while scores don't mean everything... Zelda, the art style of Zelda, Breath of the Wild is like more of an anime art style. And that'll hold up for generations. Yeah. So you play Wii U or Switch Zelda at 900 or 720p and those games will look great. Just like you could plug up a GameCube right now through AV cables, even into a high definition TV, and Wind Waker will look great. Mm. So this is, but this is on the PlayStation side where we don't often have those things. Yeah, going back and playing Killzone Three right now would probably hurt my eyes. And that game was beautiful when it came out. Hey, and then look at Uncharted One versus Uncharted Four. Like just within the same franchise, the difference is true. It's it's a major difference, and I feel like. Also, is I don't feel like companies they either, especially when it comes to like the culture stuff we do. Like streaming is a thing because of us. Like that's just a thing we do. Companies don't do it. We do. Mm-hmm. And Atlas shows that as a company, they don't they don't understand how to deal with fans doing stuff in this day and age. Because you either encourage it or you ignore it. Right. It's basically the best two moves you have. And then they try to do something with it. And we're back from our break. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with dogs coming in and affecting the audio. Um, but we're back. Earlier today, we did a hour-long live stream of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, it's another one of these great Japanese games that's been released in this year. We played the PS4 version, three-player versus. Yeah. 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 We didn't do any cooperative. <laughs> no. We, we were just completely we were just and fight these just people, just going in, destroy each other at, by any means necessary. But Puyo Puyo Tetris is, I think gonna overtake overcooked as the party game because even if people like overcooked is there is a certain ceiling of like you have to play video games to play this but 
Tetris is kind of ubiquitous. Yeah, I mean, people have played Tetris, and people like me, I play more Puyo Puyo than I did play Tetris. But Which Overcooked is, is just, just like, you have to at least know what's going on, how you're going to control this person. Alright, that's fun for people who you've worked in a kitchen with who play video games, but... Yeah, me and Jalen played with one of our friends, Sarah, and I literally... I executed a her, and I was like, you just clean dishes. You just go back and forth, and you go to the dishwasher, and that's all you do. I'll handle the rest. Why'd yeah. you make her a dishwasher? <laughs> she was terrible. So, our previous party game would be Puyo Puyo Tetris. Smash Bros. will forever be a party game. I mean, Wait for the Switch version. If they put a Switch version out of Smash I Bros., I will have a Switch, and we will be playing Smash Bros., but I'll run up to you in the wild... <laughs> And just let's go. pop off the, the Joy-Cons. Let's go. Right now. Two-player smash. You'll, um, you'll get wrecked. I mean, look at you. Debatable. <laughs> Very debatable. I'll, give, I'll put up a that good That was fight. a real good cutthroat match earlier, though. <laughs> I, I wish you I took someone I played a lot more than Mega Man. You took me down, and I was just like... Mm. Right, if you were playing Bayonetta, you would have been... You opened that trophy, and I was like, okay, it's over. And then I said, up B, one. Well, no, see, the problem was, is... I I keep getting Mega Man's up A confused with his side B. Yeah. And so I was Mega going Man's for the up. One. It's because he doesn't have a punch. His standard punch is a is his gun. I shoot yeah. lemons. And it's like, I just need to punch you. I shoot lemons. And so wanna, when uh. you caught me, I was... I used my up B on accident and flung myself upwards when I meant to go for the uppercut. Mm-mm. Or you fucked up. Yeah. So, personal grudges matches aside. This, <laughs> I'm sorry. This season has been a great season for anime. I fell off of anime for a long time. I wasn't keeping up with any series. But this year, uh, Hulu has it where I can watch. It's basically a simulcast of Attack on Titan and Baruto. Uh-huh. So... Have you been watching both, or have you just... I just watching Baruto. I watched the last four episodes, and I kind of like the series. I mean, granted, he's like an overprivileged Naruto with a dad, but it's it's still kind of like innocent, like the old days of Naruto. So... To, uh, just see him mess up everything he could possibly do and embarrass his dad. I feel like Baruto, the anime right now, is in a weird spot because apparently the manga is only like 12 chapters in, and the movie... Remember how Star Wars The Clone Wars did the first season and, like, the main climax of the first season was the movie? Yeah. Apparently, it seems like that's what they did. I haven't seen the Baruto movie yet. this episode that just came out, I think, last week was showing, uh... God, the episode's called The Transfer Student... Or The Random Transfer Student. I'm trying to remember who... Whose kid it was? It's not Kenny's kid. Like, he's it, from the Sound Village. I yeah, have yeah. theories. He has ties to Orochimaru, but yeah, he's supposed to be Orochimaru's uh, test tube baby. But that's who you see as Baruto's side, or like that's companion. Yeah, that's a Sasuke. Well, no, Sasuke is Sasuke's daughter. Yeah, and they literally act well, how Naruto and Sasuke act. Yeah, and but then they got the, the role switched season. though because yeah. Sasuke's daughter wants to be Hokage. But she's also pretentious and feels like she knows everything. That's what happens when you're Sasuke and Sakura's child. Oh, God. The problem I'm having with 
the season of Baruto is coming off of Naruto. Naruto ended on 10. And then we get into Baruto. Like, we had the Baruto movie, which was on 10. And then now we're back to, like, 3 with Ninja Academy stuff. And I feel like it's going to take them. They're going to have to fill it in with something because there's no manga out. There's nothing, like, for them to... So it's going to have a bleach problem. It's going to have a bleach problem. Yeah. Like, bleach, the anime kept trying to get ahead of the manga or get caught up. And then it's like, okay, so now we have to put filler in. And, like, Naruto had a huge filler problem. But I feel like bleach had that problem No, no, no. See, the thing about it is, with Naruto, we had, like, what, 10, 12 episodes that was filler? No, like 40 episodes. Seasons. Seasons of filler. Seasons. Seasons while they were getting caught, while they were waiting for um, Shippuden to get started. That's yeah. Bleach? Shippuden was 90% Three quarters filler. of that series is filler for yeah. Bleach. Three quarters. They had entire arcs. There just was arc after arc after arc of filler. Yeah, Bleach was way worse. As somebody who kept up with the manga and the anime of both all through high school, like, Bleach was... At least twice as bad when it came to just having filler and having just completely off track. I will stuff. say the more Naruto has a sub gets a sub filler gets a filler problem. Honestly, about when you start getting to the important half of the Ninja War, there's yeah. a point where it's like they just go off for like twelve uh. episodes on this Gara thing. That's pointless. Yeah. And and the thing about it though is the biggest climax for me of the Ninja War happened before that. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Bleach did that a lot too. It would be like, oh, Ichigo and Ukiora fight and to find out the so the climax of that fight happens, but you just don't find out who wins until you go through an entire season of filler. And stuff like that used to kill me. But this season we have Baruto. Which is, get, you could take it or leave it or let it pile up. I feel like people would get more out of it if they let it pile up. But I've been having a lot of fun following along with Attack on Titan Season 2. Really? Yeah. I'm letting it pile up. That's just my I mean, style for Attack my, on Titan. Baruto, if you just want to rewatch old, it's going to be the Star Wars Episode 7 of Star Wars Episode 4. It's going to be exact same remake of Naruto, but you're just going to have a different... Different set of characters so they can do something yeah, a little later. Yeah, pretty much. It's just you're gonna watch the same thing. Well, on a side note, time. I've actually been watching Miss. I've been watching Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I've actually been watching that. It's, it's funny. It's actually it's funny. It's just that anime kind of lighthearted funny. Nice. It's like you hit all the anime tropes that you have. Like you have the stupid character with the big boobs. You have the small character who will I'm pretty sure will eat your soul, yet stays adorable. It's like. It hits all those beats, but it's just fun. Nice. It's just fun. It's, it's, it's something nice to watch after you see someone get brutally m- brutally mutilated from Attack on Titan. Like, you go straight... You can, so watch, you can just go straight into comedy. Can, yeah, it's just it's just a nice, lighthearted show about a woman and her, like, three dragon maids. And none of them really know what a maid is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been watching uh, Attack on Titan Junior High. It's like my relief from like... Because Attack on Titan Season 2 has had some serious-ass mindfucks. See, the thing is, I read the manga, so I'm oh. pretty... I'm actually past this yeah, season, yeah, yeah. but the thing... But I'm that's the number one reason why I'm letting it pile up. So it's like, I know the biggest... I know things about this. And 
I love the fact that this is it's Attack on Titan. It's just ultra violent. It's it fills in the Helsing hole that I don't have since Drifters ended. Yeah. And for anyone for anyone who doesn't know, Drifters is the people who made Helsing Ultimate got together and made a brand new anime based on like the most violent samurai from Japanese history. The vi- most no, not even samurai because there's a there's this I can't remember his name, but he was a famous like pilot from World War II. He's in there. It's like the most violent warriors of insert war here in Japan's history are just there duking it out with like an evil Joan of Arc and like it's it's nuts and dis- insanely violent. It's Nice. If you like the art style of Helsing Ultimate, Drifters is that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, have you been keeping up with anything this season, Chris? This season of... Anime. Just anything... Besides Baruto? No, I haven't Besides really Baruto. had much time. Between I... Overwatch and... I suggest, have I... you watched season one of Attack on Titan? No. Watch season one of Attack on Titan. It's available, like, all over the place. And then, I guarantee you... Like, the end of season one, I'm glad I started watching Attack on Titan season one about a year ago, and it took me forever to finish it, mm-hmm. but I was, like, I then, like, rushed the last few episodes when I, I knew season two was coming out, and going straight from season one into season two is so much better of a transition th- versus, like, I feel like a lot of people lost a lot of what happened in season one, mm-hmm. and then going into season two... The newest episode literally just broke this series. Everything that you thought you understood about that show, like Baruto, nothing like that has happened. But, like, we're six episodes into the season, and I'm like, everything is fucked up. (laughs) Everybody's gonna die. Nobody's safe. (laughs) And speaking of that, I've also been watching the second season of Berserk. Which I've also, I'm, okay, manga-wise, I'm like 300 and something chapters in. So it's like, I already know what's going on, but I like to see the stuff I read happen in anime form. Right. And I will say, like, all the gripes people had about the art style, I will admit, like, it has frame rate problems, but sometimes, but it's... It's an anime has frame rate problems? Okay. Okay, okay, (laughs) I have to explain this, because shows like uh, Inferno Cop plays with his frame rates like there's a character the inferno cop itself his frame rate is the worst and it's funny because he kind of just slides in on a really crappy frame rate there's another anime that i can't remember the name of it is the stupidest most hilarious anime i've ever seen and the frame rate is terrible and it makes it funny that's good so they play with it yeah berserk not as much like it's Sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes it's an actual problem. But I feel like if you're an adult anime fan who's fond of dark stuff like Attack on Titan and you're willing to go darker, yeah. you need to you need to get Berserk in some form. Okay. And the only reason I'm watching season two is because this is the furthest we've gotten into the plot as of any form of actual animation. Okay. Because it's like... A big plot point in Berserk has always been the black armor, mm-hmm. and this season two is going to be the first time we actually get to see the black armor in anime. And for Berserk, the black armor is a big... This is like... I would equate this to the black armor with... I equate this to Sasuke getting his curse mark. 
Mm-hmm. It's that important. Okay. Heck, it might be as as important as um, Sasuke just getting a Sharingan and anything that happens to Sasuke in general. It's, that black armor is important for Guts as the I mean, protagonist. Besides disappearing for six seasons. Yeah. Hmm. It's Sasuke. Like, Sasuke. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, but it's like Sasuke getting anything important. His Chidori, his Sharingan, the curse mark, like it has that level of importance for the season. It's like, it's the big thing. Okay. Alright. So, staying on the anime vein, but moving back over to the video game side of things, uh, earlier, Jalen, you and I tested out Guilty Gear Xrd Rev 2. I have Guilty Gear Xrd Sign and Guilty Gear Xrd Revelator 1, but those are games I only usually play when other people are here. Like, they give me, they give me practice on my fight stick, but if I'm going to be playing anything solo, I'll be playing Street Fighter V or I'll be playing Skullgirls. Guilty Gear, on the other hand, is one of those. It seems like every character has a huge anime arc to them, but it's put into the framework of a fighting game where all of these people are going against each other with complete, full seasons of anime. I feel like you could write off of these people's stories. And I mean... I mean, the yeah, answer everyone's is, start is the extraordinarily answer, The extra. answer is yes, because... And this is the reason why I like Revel... This, okay, so I didn't get into Guilty Gear... I didn't really get into Guilty Gear as much as I am now, pre any of the Revelator stuff. I got into the style of fighter it is because of Persona 4 Arena. Mm-hmm. And Guilty Gear is just like that yeah. with heavier rock music and some steroids because the thing i love about see the thing i love about guilty gear is that on a technical level it's probably the most technical fighting game i've ever played because of roman canceling you can cancel any move into any move which is crazy but i mean guilty gear is apparently there are it seems like three teams, maybe it's just two teams within Arc System Works, and that is the Blaze Blue team, the Persona team, and the Guilty Gear team. And I started off with Blaze Blue games on PS3 and PSP. I mean, I knew Guilty Gear was a thing, and I had dabbled in Guilty Gear, but I didn't actually start playing any of these games until I started getting into Blaze Blue. And then Persona 4 Arena and Persona 4 Arena 2 came along and reinforced, like, hey, Arc System Works makes great fighting games. Right. Because in the 2D realm, like, right now, well, Skullgirls, like, I love the fact that you can have these third parties come out of nowhere and, like, completely overhaul the way the fighting game community has been because like it's smash bros Mm -hmm. you have your tekken like your 3d fighter which is tekken or pokin or whatever yeah you have your 2d and normally that's dominated by street fighter and mortal kombat yeah like that's what it is you have your nether realm fighter which is gonna be mortal Mortal kombat Kombat. or injustice whatever it's basically the same game with less bone crushing yeah it's would you rather have Wonder Woman or Bone Crushing is really what you're asking. I'd prefer Bone Crushing, which is why I have MKXL. I'm going to skip Injustice 2 until there's a Game of the Year edition, probably. Yeah. See, that's but another that reason. Sense. But I, that goes... That whole subject goes into my problem with WB games is why I'm not getting Injustice 2. It's because they're too consistent with a all-encompassing Game of the Year edition a year later. It's just like, I could finish out my backlog between... When it comes out in like a, in less than a week, yeah. now until September when Marvel's Capcom comes out, a better, 
Right. Well, Marvel versus Capcom will be a platform. But whereas... the problem is, I can't trust that because it is looking like it's having the Street Fighter problem, which is a very small cast. Well, Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five. When it came out, I had it day one. I got the reuse stat. I only got it because I wanted that reuse statue. That's, it started okay. off with like ten characters, ten to like less than twenty characters is what it came out. I with. mean, but they've never done that in Marvel versus Capcom. It'll probably it's be a small still, cast it's, because it's still it's built looking off. like a small cast. It's like the so, smaller the cast is, the better the balance is. And if they start off with a small cast, the way they started off with a small cast with Street Fighter, Street Fighter mechanically was sound from day one. They want mechanically sound games. They don't like. I understand that, but the thing about it is, you also have to acknowledge how okay Street Fighter Five. The problem wasn't the character. It's it's problem. The problem it has now isn't even the characters. It's just the fact that we still don't have an arcade mode. Like yeah. we still don't have your traditional just beat up a bunch of. We don't have your arcade mode because Street Fighter Five when it came out, it was simply to make sure that the pro players could get it and enough time for Evo. That's the only reason it came out when it did. It's so that you know Jay Wong and Snake Eyes could get it before Evo. Previous Marvel vs. Capcom in the last Marvel vs. Capcom game that we have now is Captain America, Morgan, Iron Man, and Chun Li. Those are the only characters that were in the previous. I mean, Marvel the only Capcom. character of Marvel vs. Capcom that I'm really mad isn't in it is Zero. They replaced that him with X though. We got Mega Man back. I don't care. <laughs> I wanted Zero. Zero's always been my favorite. Yeah, I mean. I, I was a Storm... I played a lot of Storm in Marvel's Capcom. Like, I got half-decent with her. I'm starting to acknowledge, because my favorite fighting game of all time, the best fighting game to me is Marvel's Capcom 2. Yes, it's utterly broken. Yes, it's the most broken game out there. It is broken. But it's just so much fun, because he's like... You could just do a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Instead of it being all like, because that because that's the problem I have with Street Fighters. I never felt like I could just do cool stuff because it was just like this, 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 and then I had to switch to this before the frame rate get before the uh, frames get me. Marvel vs. Capcom Two is just like, gotcha, cool stuff every time. Marvel vs. Capcom Three had it. Yeah. Like. That one was my favorite. I don't play fighting I games competitive enough. I don't play fighting games competitively. Competitively, like the. The only fighting game that I played remotely close to that is when we play Smash Bros. That's the mm-hmm. only time I actually, like, I care about winning in a fighting game. Most time, I'm just trying to do the coolest combo before somebody dies. True. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to do, like, combo, combo, and special, all that shenanigans. And with Street Fighter V, I felt like I couldn't do that. And then it was just like, I can't play in arcade mode for fun. Yeah. It's like... You can't really practice what am I really, the way you want to. It's more like, what... What do I? What am I doing playing that game? You know, it's like I could kind of play through the story, but it's like the character's gonna switch. Yeah, I could be in. I could do challenges, and it's like, oh, I can learn. I can practice not knowing this combo, or I could just put in like any other fighting game ever, and just go through the arcade ladder. And I think that's why, at least for me, I'm paying so much attention to like. Injustice 2 and Marvel's Capcom. It's because the last fighter I got was Street Fighter 5. You don't want to be hurt again. Well, no, it's more like I want a fighting game with something for me to do. Just yeah. like something for me I to mean, do because I'm not an online player. Marvel vs. Capcom, I feel like, is. I'm going to get a day one. 
I feel like I can trust it. I think it'll definitely have an arcade mode. Well, it has that's a, just yeah. that's just its style, for sure. Its style. Well, the thing is, Street Fighter always had an arcade mode. This is the first Street Fighter not to have an arcade mode. You know, but and, Capcom's been messing up, and now they get to realize, oh, we can do good again. Yeah, I know they're trying to redeem themselves, and they can redeem themselves just by you put the story mode in as free DLC. Just put the arcade mode in. Just give me a regular arcade mode. I. I personally would come back to it. I don't think Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five's been out over a year. If we haven't got an arcade mode now, I don't feel like we're ever going to get an arcade mode. I feel like they're just going to hold that for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And if that doesn't get an arcade mode, you can kiss your arcade modes in Capcom Fighters goodbye. But I mean, there's also there are Skullgirls is <laughs> still out there. Uh, Killer Instinct is still out there. That's an Mortal Xbox Com- exclusive. Mortal yeah. Kombat is still out there. Like nah. there are fighting games everywhere for you to play. You're, yeah, but no, but that goes to. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. Because when I want to play a fighting game, I just go play MKX. I just go play Skullgirls. You know, right? Yeah. Or I come over here and play Smash. Or you know, the only reason I don't have an Arc System work game that I feel like playing is simply because I can't keep up with Guilty Gear at the moment. Well, it's, Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue is super iterative. You just have to jump on at some point and then I, hope for the best. I know. It's just one of those, like, now would be probably the best time because Revelator 2 just came out. Or is about to come out. That demo will go. Yeah. The demo we played today will go. The servers will go offline and you will be unable to play the demo the day the game comes out. So that's every time I've checked in with that. It's been like, oh, is this game out yet? No? Oh, I can play it. Okay, fine. Okay. I wish they would do like Persona Five Arena. Let me like bring over all the characters from Persona Four, Three, and Four, and add some characters from Persona Five. Well, that's what uh, Revelator is doing. That's what the iterations have been Mm. doing. They balanced them, but they haven't taken a character out. Well, they haven't taken it. But I'm saying, I want a Persona-centric fighting game. I want Persona characters and Personas. And that style of fighting, because like they've care- they brought over the stylish fighting system, I think that originated in Persona, for uh, the Persona Arena games. Yeah, so, they brought in stuff like their status effects, like you can get frozen, you can get enraged. Like being enraged with my skill level is the worst because no one knows how to block. Like if you get enraged and you don't know how to block, you're done, because you can't block. But um, I mean, I see what you're saying. I just. I don't know if Arc Systems is going to for a while. Because remember, Persona 4 Arena, that came out in like 2012. Yeah, that game's old. I remember two years in a row I bought that game on Black Friday. One year I bought it on Xbox 360, which was a mistake. And then the next year, Black Friday, I bought it on PS3. Just because... So the original Arena came out in 2012. Okay. So the original Arena came out four years after Persona 4. So... But Atlas now has a pathway to develop Persona games. They Persona, they cranked out Persona Q, Persona 4 Dancing, Persona 5. Um, there was another spinoff game. Ultimax was the... Was oh, Ultimax 2. So they cranked out all these Persona property games within two years is a short time frame to crank out all of these Persona games, but now I feel like they have the pathway. They have the engine from Persona 5, which means they can do the 3D rendering. They have the... The thing about it is, I 
don't see Atlas doing that for a while. Because Atlas is at that point that they always do is where they're running their not Persona games. The games where it has like it has all the social links, it has all the combat of Persona, it's just not Persona. Like I'm I think we have a new Shimigami Tensei game coming out. Oh yeah, we did but it's it's one of it's the, not the same team. Like, I know it's Arc- not the same team, but what I'm saying is I don't see Atlas making it and I don't see Arc System making it because they're working on Revelator. Like what's going to happen after they drop Revelator? Like Blaze I honestly feel like they need another Blaze. They did Central Fiction just came out. Okay, so if they just had a Blaze Blue and they're about to have a Guilty Gear, I think we have a window where we could get a Persona game from Arc System Works. But I think we've covered all the topics we had for this week. Um, You guys want to wrap it up, call it a day? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, you can find us individually on Twitter. I am at Anton6, the three X's, so A-N-T-O-N-S-I-X-X-X. Jalen is? At Squid Bishop. And Chris is? At, damn, what is my Twitter account? (laughs) (laughs) So Chris ruined everything. Oh, man. I don't actually use Twitter. Sorry, guys. Hashtag Chris Uh, failed. (laughs) Well, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'll have, I'll try and up my amount of tweets that reference Chris. Um, So (laughs) every follower Chris wants to get, I will also get. Um, Yeah, that's that's We will be streaming about once a week. Um, At first, we're going to start off on my personal Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Anton6 with three X's again. Um, We will event... In the near future, we're trying to have our official homepage of the podcast set up. We're trying to have our official Twitch stream set up. We have our official Instagram that you can follow. Just uh, search Cheesy Controller Podcast. Uh, You can search us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do we have a Snapchat yet? We ain't got no Snapchat yet. No Snapchat yet. We're Uh, working on it. Website's coming soon, too. In development. Yeah, we have a lot of things coming down through the pipeline. Uh, we had a bit of a rough patch with working on this project, but now I feel like a lot of us have been able to focus more time towards it, and we've put a lot of time into games, and we actually have a special episode coming up for you guys. Uh, next time we record, we'll be covering the tech that we've been living our lives with for the past several months. Get ready. All right. So this has been the Cheesy Controller Podcast, and until next time, keep it cheesy.